Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me on the podcast today is somebody you may know as the Art of Bacon, but you will know this man today as Eric Green. What's up, Eric? Uh, Nothing much, Delvin. How about yourself? Everything good, man. Everything good. As always, we'd like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions. Five answers to get the ball rolling. Eric, are you ready? I'm about as ready as I'll ever be. Let's get this thing rolling. Okay, question number one. What's the best album you listened to in the past year? That's probably hard. I haven't really had a whole lot of time to be listening to some music lately. Got them twins, so uh, let's see here. It's a tough one when you think about it, though. Yes, it is. Like I, I, I'm a rocker at heart, so... Um, now, does this thing have to be new, or can this be just an, just an oldie but a goodie? Oldie but a goodie works for me. Well, you know, I've have several, but um, I think I got to go with Seven Dust, and the album is titled "Cold Day Memory." It's an old one. Um, I think it released back in 2012. Um, I even have a tattoo from. Uh, some of the artwork on on the CD when it came out, and you know I've, I've been where's the tattoo? You got to got to show it. You got to show it <laughs> right there. It's a ceramic broken heart. That's cool, and it is based on the song "Unraveling," which was the first single off of the album. Okay. And uh, the, the song itself helped me get through a lot of tough times. You know, um, I was younger. But, you know, had some relationship problems and, you know, just music music in general helps me get through, 
you know, a lot of things. You know, not not so much now because it's not really needed. You know, because my kids drive me crazy. <laughs> um, but that one just some that one is a special uh, album to me, and I think it will be always. And uh, just you know, they're about to release a new album sometime in uh, May, and so I've just kind of been going back through the old catalog, and that one just that one always comes back up. Okay, let me. What's the name of the group again? Because I I've never heard of their music, but I want to definitely listen to it now because I like everything. They're called Seven Dust. Seven Dust, and the song is. Uh, the song is called Unraveling, and okay. the album Cold Day Memory. Okay, and uh, also uh, just to be sure, uh, their new album is going to be called All I See Is War, out May eleventh. Okay, so you should definitely check that one out too. Okay, I'll definitely check it out. Okay, question number two. What's your favorite all-time TV show? This one. Uh, Uh, Honestly, you know, goes back to about 20 years ago, and I've got on this new kick of going back and watching it. I got to say Dragon Ball Z. That's a good choice. Do you watch Super? I'm I'm trying to go through it. Um, You know, I, I didn't pick it up. Uh, when it uh, started airing on Cartoon Network. Um, but now that I finally got some direct TV going on around here, I've been uh, watching it on Cartoon Network on Saturdays. I think it airs like 1030. And so I think they're like up to episode 56. And in Japan, they just ended it on episode 131. So I'm not a big fan of the subtitled ones. So you know, I try not to watch those, but... You know, I got a good ways to go before they start dubbing the rest of them. Yeah, I'm a dub fan myself. I can't watch subtitles. If I wanted to, yeah. if I wanted to read, I'd read a book. Exactly. That's the whole yeah. point of it. I don't read a whole lot either. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to watch it. I don't want to read it. I'll buy a exactly. book. <laughs> question number three, and this is everybody's favorite question. Dumbest thing you've ever done as a kid? Probably... See, I was on a little class trip down at this little uh, camp we have uh, down here in North Carolina called Camp Living Water. Uh, for some odd reason, I was throwing a pool ball. Um, and, and, you know, this facility was pretty big, so, you know, probably like 20, 30 feet. And I was just throwing it back and forth, hitting the um, the cement bricks. And for some reason, it ended up hitting and breaking a window. Ooh. That one. I, I don't. I can't really tell you why I did it, but it happened. <laughs> well, we're <laughs> kids. We always do a lot of dumb things. Yeah, but you know, there was a lot of kids in there throwing a pool ball. Probably, I don't could hurt somebody. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, nobody got hurt, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> question number four, which is the opposite of the question I just asked you: What's the smartest thing you've done as an adult? Get a job and keep a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty smart when you say the least. Yeah, uh, I'm in finance, so you know, been at that job for a little over a year now. But you know, I've worked retail for you know the past ten, twelve years, and uh, you know, it's finally it's it's nice to have a job where I work in a school system, so I always have my weekends off. And I have holidays off, snows, you know, here in Western North Carolina, if it snows, everything closes down. <laughs> so if school closes down, 
I don't have to work and I still get paid for it, which is nice. Doesn't get no better than that, man. No, it does not. Okay, final question for the five for five. If you had the DeLorean from Back to the Future, you can go back in time and change anything you want to change. What would it be? I'd probably go back and tell my young self not to sell any of my Super Nintendo stuff. Man, I had some <laughs> like I had some good stuff. I, um, me and my brother uh, had a Super Nintendo, and we had all kinds of games. And we had we had gotten one of the original Earthbound cartridges with the uh, the guy and the big old box. And to think if we had had any fortitude to keep that stuff, <laughs> like that stuff would have been worth at least a thousand dollars. And not to mention all the other stuff we had for the Super Nintendo as well. You know, same thing goes with for all the Nintendo Entertainment System stuff we had. But it's crazy to think about it because when you're growing up, you don't one, you don't think about those things, and two, you're kind of trading your systems to get the new one. Yeah, because we poor people down here in the south. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the whole come up. You're like, okay, I want this new system, but I can't afford it, so I'm gonna take the old one in. That's why. As much flack as EB and GameStop get, you got to kind of be appreciative to it because without that system, a lot of young cats wouldn't be able to get a game system. We'd have been stuck with Nintendo, like NES. And you know, growing up, I never even knew what a master system was. I didn't even realize there was a master system until, I mean, I was at least in my. Know, 18, 19 years old before that happened. <laughs> and I realized that they had something before the Genesis. <laughs> I have a funny story about that. I, well, my, me and my cousin, I always end up getting my system for Christmas. But my grandmother always, because my cousin stayed at my grandmother at the time, she would always, for some reason, we'd go to flea markets and she'd find older systems at the flea markets and buy them for cheap prices. So, I got to say, we got a Sega Genesis for real cheap when it was still popular. We bought a Sega Genesis for like 50 bucks at a flea market. And we bought a Sega Master System for like 10 bucks a couple weeks later. So we actually got to play Sega Master System as well. And, and this was all during the time where it was, these systems were still relevant. Well, it's not the Master Nobody cared about the Master System, but the Sega Genesis was still relevant. But because we got in the flea market, people didn't know really what it was. We got it for like 50 bucks. Yeah, I remember, you know, I got my Sega Genesis secondhand too from a family member that was just selling it. And I think we got like Sonic and uh, Samurai Showdown and maybe a few others. And, you know, that was my introduction to the Sega Genesis. And, you know, same thing with the PlayStation. We got our PlayStation at Babbage's before they were GameStop and we bought ours used. So like, I think like the first thing I bought was Grand Theft Auto. I know what it was <laughs> and real fishing. And we played a lot of fishing back then. You bought real fishing? You live real, in North Carolina? Real, real fishing. <laughs> you actually have real fishing out there. Yeah, we do. But you know, I even have a, like a lifetime license to hunt and fish. I don't know. I just don't do it. I'm a homebody. I like to stay home. I don't like to go out to it so often. I am very similar to you. So, 
What was it like growing up since we got into it? What is it like growing up in North Carolina? Well, you know, we, we got snow every now and then. You know, back in 93, we had that big old blizzard. And, you know, that, that was something like where you know, I was little at the time. So when I went outside, you know, the snow was just as high, just as tall as I was. And, you know, that's one thing I remember because you weren't going nowhere at least until it got, <laughs> it was somewhat, um, you know, back to normal, you know, power out for, you know, a week or so at a time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we live up here in the mountains, so it's like right next to the Tennessee border. You know, so we had a we have a theme park just across the the state line in Tennessee, at Pigeon and Pigeon Forge called Dollywood. So, you know, we'd go there all. You know, Dollywood. That's uh Dolly Parton. Exactly. I didn't and, know that still was around. Yeah, it's it's still booming. They, I mean, they've uh, the the park is nothing compared to what it was when I was a little boy. You know, it's 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 bigger than ever. They have shows. You know, speaking of you know, this you know the whole podcasting thing. You know, it kind of got into it from listening to Married to the Games. You know, then I think they've actually got a show where uh, Toby Max coming over here. You know, and uh, you know Gabe. Uh, he's a he's a big portion of why I like. Uh, while I wanted to get started with this, because you know I got got to go to shows and meet him, and you know meet Toby, and uh, so that's well. Let's also... get it. Let's get into that because you're on the you're on here today because you're gonna you're planning on starting a podcast, which I think is cool. Yeah, eventually, my I don't like um I've got I've got my uh, equipment and might get a little bit extra uh, stuff along the way, but um. You know, I kind of want to cut my teeth in on some other stuff before I, you know, really dive deep into getting my own. Um, so I'm going to give you the best advice I could ever give you in terms of podcasting. Something that I wish people, somebody would have told me when I first wanted to start podcasting. Just do it. Point blank. Don't necessarily worry about what you have in a sense because you're going to make mistakes and your first episode is going to be crappy. Just get, let's just get that way right now. Your first episode, you're going to look back after you do 20, 30 episodes. You're like, wow, this episode was terrible. But once you like cut your teeth into it and you really start getting going with it, you're going to start learning from that. And the only way you can do it is if you start it, just get into that rhythm. You don't worry about necessarily what you have. It's cool to like look up certain things, and find out okay what I need like that, but you gotta get you just gotta just jump into it head first. Honestly speaking, you gotta just jump into it, make the mistakes, learn from the mistakes, and things like that. Because if you sit there and this is a mistake I I, I used to make when I was thinking about doing a podcast before I even started this podcast, I would constantly question like, do I have the right equipment? Do I need to do this? Or do I, I might need to buy this? I might need to do that. And each week I would do that, I wasn't podcasting. I wasn't learning. And I had to make the decision, like, if I'm going to do this, I need to do this. And it's kind of crazy to say that, but um, you got to kind of you got to kind of jump in head first. And that's the best advice you could possibly get, brother. Just jump in and just start doing it. Because yeah. every week you sit there and not do it, 
is a chance that you might not ever get to it because you're never going to be perfect with it. I'm telling you straight up now. Even now, me being doing this for almost two years now, it's still things I learn every day. Yeah, that's uh, right now. I'm kind of going through and you know figuring out what I need to do to record and get it, you know, into into that file format to where we can get it uploaded and stuff. And uh, so I'm still researching and learning and you know making sure I I know what I need to need to do to get started. Um, other than that, you know, I'm I'm really thinking about what kind of podcast I'm going to do and I think I think I've got got that settled on kind of what kind of topic so um, I'm going to do a kind of a pop culture uh, podcast with a, um, kind of like a major with uh, with gaming so you know I'll probably I'm going to try and cover you know music and, and movies and um, you know maybe stay a little little bit within the news what's going on currently um but you know at the end of the day it's going to be a video game podcast you know okay that's you know i I don't have the time you know to play all these games that i've got you know i'll I'll keep buying them and buying them and buying them and it's so easy to you know with this digital age where you are in now just buy you say buy one that's cheap you buy this you buy that and you buy another one you know, and by the time you have time to play anything, you're like, "What am I going to play?" Twenty <laughs> different games that I just bought, and I still haven't even played a single one of them. Well, so. you can't call your podcast games you don't play because that's all you're taking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the plan to uh, to try and uh, get on there with uh, Chalfie pretty soon. So that's my buddy. He's hopefully, you'll be hearing that. Yeah, he listens to every episode. That's my guy. Me and Chalfie are tight. That's my guy. He just. Has terrible taste in movies. Terrible, terrible taste in films. Right, what's he? What's he into? We're like, what, what's his his main go to uh, series? I don't even know. He told me he doesn't like Bad Boys One or Two. He doesn't like Samuel Jackson. He doesn't like Bruce Willis. I'm just like, oh, oh that's that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, now, exactly. you know, snakes on a plane. You know that that was bad. Yeah. But, Bruce Willis is like Die Hard, Die Hard Two, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Okay, what's next? Live Free or Die Hard? Good Day to Die Hard. And then I think that was. I think that's it. But <laughs> they just make a thousand names for it. As long as he doesn't say Justice League is better than Marvel, you know. I, I think oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> somebody I was... heard that, or somebody said that. I was like, that's just not factual. Yeah, somebody. If, if you want to ever get me pissed off on Twitter, that's the thing to say. Say that Justin League or Batman vs. Superman is better than any Captain America movie. You're going to get me angry immediately. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, Marvel's got that. Just They have that plan out, and it's just there's no stop on that train. So you excited for what... Infinity War? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like... You know, I don't even think I saw the first two Avengers films in theaters for oh. some odd reason. But you know, like th- this one I can't miss because I think this one's probably going to be the most important one, important movie out of these um, these uh, group of films since the very first one, uh, which I think was like Iron Man. 
because you know a lot of these heroes are probably going to die in this one. Yeah, they kind of said it. Um, who was that? Don Cheeto, I think, said an interview that yeah, some people are dying. He straight up said it, and I think somebody else said that some heroes are dying. I mean, I think for the the health the the health of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, some people are going to have to die. You know, because like we have so many different characters, and it's getting almost as bad as you know. This is actually kind of worse than Spider-Man Three, if you think about it. Yeah. Spider-Man Three had, you know, let's see what Sandman, Venom, and let's see here Goblin, Goblin. Yeah, so like, and that just ended up being terrible. But somehow they're they're making it work, but it is getting a little little much to watch in a single film, you know. And, and that's probably going to be. Um, probably the most uh, thing that we're going to have to look at in this next uh, film is because there's so many characters that are, that are, you know, they've had movies, um, but you know, how much screen time is each one of them going to get in this movie? So question, did you see black Panther? Uh, yes. I actually saw that um, opening night on Thursday I think it was like the very first showing. Um, I really liked it. It was, um, you know, action scenes were really good. Um, and honestly, I think the best part of that movie was, you know, being able to see each side, um, you know, as understandable. You know, like you understand why uh, Eric Kilgore is the way he is, you know, that he was left. And you also understand, you know, the way um, – crap, I forgot. <laughs> T'Challa. T'Challa. Yeah, like you understand his view, but you also understand uh, uh, Eric Killmonger's view. And it's, you know, of course you have to go with the good. Uh, but, you know, you, you understand why he's mad and why he, you know, has um, – His viewpoint. You know, Exactly. And why he, uh, you know, deserves to you know at least have a chance at, uh, you know, having the throne for himself. I find it interesting, and it's going to be amazing, the fact that Marvel put out this monumental movie that is Black Panther that's broken all kind of records. It is crazy. That's kind of brought a whole new fan base that they didn't even know they had into the Marvel. And now they're now don't, that movie's that movie's kind of starting to wind down, but even though it's still number one in the box office, but now you're gonna lead into Avengers, which is literally gonna dominate the box office until, which is even crazier to think about it. It's gonna probably dominate the box office till Deadpool, which even though it's a Fox film, it's still a Marvel film, comes out, and then Deadpool is gonna dominate the box office till Han Solo. Comes out, which is a Disney film. Yeah, I think the only thing that I didn't particularly like about Black Panther is how it it really. I thought it was going to lead into Infinity War just a little bit more than it did. You know, the, you know, I, you know, spoilers um, at the end, uh, uh, the ending credit scene. You know, all you saw was where they had picked up Bucky, and you know. 
uh, nursed him back to health and that was it. You know, was hoping for something a little bit more, but you know, maybe they were saving that for the movie when it comes out. You know, what I find interesting about what you just said. Black Panther didn't lead into Infinity War, which is weird, but Thor Ragnarok does lead into Infinity War. Literally leads right into Infinity War. Did you see Thor Ragnarok? By the way, before I yes, I did. Um, okay, I finally saw it maybe a couple weeks ago, and. You know, I, I thought that one was a little, and it was enjoyable. It was, I thought that was probably one of the funniest yeah. out, of, out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Um, but yeah, I, I figured if any of them was going to lead into Infinity War, it would have been Black Panther. Yeah, so it's weird how they did that. For, spoiler for Thor Ragnarok ending, and you can look up this all, online by now because they, it's, you just Google this. And the end, and after the end credits. For those who don't know, Asgard is destroyed. So Thor and all the people of Asgard is looking for their old planet. Like I said, I already said spoilers. They're looking for a new planet. They're going to Earth. And Thanos' ship pops up. So he literally is running into Thanos. So I'm assuming that's going to be the beginning of Infinity War right there. See, uh, have they? They didn't lead into any of the Guardians of the Galaxy on in that film yet, did they? In uh, Ragnarok, yes. No, but there, there was a. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but it was a trailer, not a trailer, but a scene of the. They had like at one of the Disney events, they showed a scene from Infinity War that happens right after that scene with um that's at the end of Thor Ragnarok. And it's where Thor meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm thinking that's probably how that film is going to actually begin. That, that seems like the best way to open it up. Open it up. Yeah, pretty much. Because um, how how would you not begin it? Because um, what what what's Avengers movie? I think it was. It had to be Avengers two. Age of Ultron. Age of where he's like, what Thanos gets up, like I'll do it myself. Yeah, I think that's like that's the first thing that really led into you know what's going to happen here. Yes, and, you know it's hard to you know we've only got like one month left till this thing comes out, so you know, yeah, I'm just like I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Uh, Everybody should be caught up by now. Bottom line, it's literally less than a month. Yeah, I, th- I think Donnie's been watching all of these movies like consecutively, trying to get caught up. And I'm like, "You've had several years to do this." <laughs> yes, it's been quite some time. It's been literally over ten years. Yeah, I think. Let's see, uh, Iron Man was the first one, and it came out in it was 2008. 2000, 2007 or two thousand eight. I think was the start of this just Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, I think Iron Man was probably a good way to start out with this. It's hard to believe it's been over 10 years since this started. To say the least. It's crazy to think that it's been that long that it's been going and and it hasn't slowed down. You've had, you haven't even really had missteps. You've had movies where people are like, ah, this is just okay. But you never really, you you don't really have a bad Marvel movie. Well, I mean, if you really think about it, I'd have to say the worst one 
was, let's see, I think Thor The Dark World was probably the worst one for me, personally. Yeah, that's what most people generally say. They generally say Thor The Dark World and um, I want to say Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 wasn't, was, it was definitely nowhere near as good as I had expected it to be. But, you know, the Thor, I don't even really think I actually made it all the way through Thor The Dark World, you know, without being uh, inter- interrupted or anything, you know, you know, in today's world where we have these cell phones, you know, if, if you pull out your phone, it's, it's so easy to miss, you know, all these little details and stuff. And, you know, it's, that's one thing I want to get used to more is, you know, being able to put down my phone when I'm trying to watch, watch a movie. You know, that, that's why I like to go to the movie theater. Cause you know, once I get in that movie theater and the movie starts, I just put it on, uh, vibrate or even turn it off and you know i just like to enjoy the movie i agree i'm the same way so what are you gaming on what game systems you like what are you playing right now uh let's see well right now um i have a xbox one s and i have a nintendo switch uh i don't really do a whole lot of pc gaming I've i've got some games on there but you know, I'm mainly a uh, console gamer. You know, that's what I grew up and uh, grew up doing. And you know, about the biggest time I ever really got into PC gaming was, uh, I believe, Diablo two. And you know, I spent a lot of time doing that. But other than that, you know, it's been mainly console. And you know, I haven't had a whole lot of time to to play much of any of the new stuff. But um, you know. I think Nintendo's where where it's at right now. So, are you excited for the upcoming? No, since you got a, you got a, a Switch and you got an Xbox, I'm excited for their upcoming lineups because Xbox, while it's kind of shrouded in mystery, what's coming up? I think some really cool stuff is going to come up at Xbox real soon. Yeah, I think like the next big thing is either it's either State of Decay or Crackdown Three. Um, so I probably looking more forward to State of Decay two than I am Crackdown. Um, you know, but the thing is that I've got so much older stuff to play that you know, I just I'm trying not to buy anything new. Um, however, yesterday I did go and buy Monster Hunter Worlds for the Xbox One. How do you like it? Um, see, I've got like maybe twenty minutes into it, so um, you know, I haven't really got to. To fight anything yet, but I think that one's going to be a really good one. It's like it's crazy to think that that uh, you know Capcom has been doing this for thirty plus years, and just now Monster Hunter Worlds is their best selling game ever out of like the past thirty years, which is insane to say. Yeah, yeah they said that, but their comment about it is a little bit suspect because it's it's like. They kind of like I don't know how you how they said it because some people said that kind of is not exactly accurate. Yeah, I think what it is is some people are saying like you know Street Fighter Two has been yeah you know really so many times you know you know that one is probably their best selling title ever. Um, Street Fighter Two, Resident Evil Four, there's a couple other ones like that that's been yeah. released over and over again. Yeah, I, I would have think that it would have been like a Resident Evil title um, that would have been one of the top uh, that they've had. 
yeah, I, I had to buy that one, but uh, I had to buy Monster Hunter because it was like such a good deal. Best Buy was running a sale on it for forty-five, and with Gamers Club unlocked, it was like thirty-six dollars. It's like yeah, I can't pass that up, so I went ahead and bought it. It's a good deal. That's a really yeah. good deal. So, how did you get into the Barry to the Games podcast? Uh, well, let's see. It was a long, long time ago. Um, I think they had uh, followed me on Twitter initially. Gabe. And, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking it me. was uh, probably 2000, 2013, I'm thinking, uh, was when they uh, initially followed me and um, – I just started listening to that. I think they were, you know, probably 70, uh, 70 or 80 episodes in at that particular point in time. And I just listened and uh, re- really liked what, the, what they were doing. And, you know, eventually I just went all the way through the old episodes and, you know, until I got caught, got current. And, you know, I've listened to every episode since uh, Inception. And you know we're talking, you know, with three hundred coming up, you know that's a that's a lot of time to put into oh, a podcast, a lot, even by, even listening to it, you know. So that's where it starts, and um, you know, over the years, uh, you know, had the opportunity to go to Toby Mac shows and meet Gabe, and hang out with him, and you know, just get some more on one time with him, and you know, it's uh, it's become more of like a family thing where. Um, you know, it's not just a podcast, you know, it's friends and, and family and, and games. And, you know, it's just something that's just not about, uh, not, not all about the games, you know, it's, uh, it's family. And it's crazy to look at it like that, but it's true because they've been around so long and it's, the community's big now. It, when I first saw this, there was nowhere near this big. And it's amazing to see what they've created. Become what it is. Yeah, because like you know, uh, when I was uh, you know at, finally getting out of college and stuff, and you know, I hung out with people. But um, you know, nowadays most of my time is spent you know on Twitter with all these people that I've met from you know this forum and uh, you know listening to this podcast and you know pe- people would submit questions and you know I'd ended up following, you know, this person and that person, you know, people like Donnie and Gabe and Chris and Ed and uh, Tim and, you know, you know, with uh, Donnie, he does play some video games and uh, I think the, the Stapletons, uh, Spencer and Josh, they, you know, Josh does his little YouTube channel with his son and uh, Spencer does uh, Fortress of Nerditude. So I just I follow these guys and, I would talk to him on Twitter all the time. And, you know, I, I talk to these people more than, you know, all the people that I grew up with and went to high school with, which is insane. Yeah. But it's true. All from that one community. And all of them have podcasts now. Like, you know, like you said, um, Spencer, Josh, PSVG is huge now. They got so many podcasts. It's not even funny. Then even, yeah. even Chalfie, even me and Chalfie, we've all come from this community. One way or another. And all of our, like, our one connective tissue is married to the games. It's yeah. crazy to think about it, but that's what it is. And that, yeah, to me, that that's that's where it's come from. And, 
um, you know, that's really just how I spend the majority of my time when it's not with, when I'm not with my family or, you know, um, taking my little girls out and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I may not have time to, to play the games, but, you know, I, uh, I guess I, um, you're active with experience, the computer. I experience them vicariously through other people's opinions. <laughs> so now that you mentioned your girls, what is it like? You got twins, right? Yeah. Uh, two, three-year-old like? little girls. And uh, it was such a shock. I think, <laughs> I think initially when I, I got the news, it just kind of, because I, I was working at Walmart at the time. I come home on break and they showed me the picture and it had, twins on it so i just kind of stood there and sat for about 30 minutes and then went back to work i don't think i said a word but you know now they're here they're they were preemies too so um they were born like small uh, yeah they were born 12 weeks early like literally three months early uh so they stayed in the NICU for almost three months and you know, when we finally got to bring him home and it's just, it's hard to believe that, you know, they're three years old and, you know, they're as big as they are and healthy as they are. And, uh, you know, as bad off as it seemed like it started, you know, they're, uh, they're the way they are. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a life changing experience and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all for the better. Um, you know, one of uh, my oldest is Ava and two two minutes later, um, we had Kyrie. Are they twin? Are identical twins? Or are they fraternal twins? Identical. I mean, like they are. Like I, I usually just yell "girls," you know, when I'm <laughs> when I'm mad at them because I can't can't tell which one's which. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you tell them apart? You know, sometimes I don't, and that's the <laughs> truth. <laughs> I think that it gets better. It gets easier when they get older because they start developing their own personalities. Yeah. One's like their mama. One's like me. Uh, so you know, that, it's strange how that happens. But yeah, that's crazy, man. That's awesome. Though, to have twins. Yeah. Uh, we were, you know, debating on having another, but I, I think we're good with the two. Because <laughs> it's like, when, you know, when, when we were feeding them, uh, you know, nobody gets a break. Someone's got a baby. <laughs> the other's got to feed the other one. So you know, there's no passing one off, you know, to one another. And you get to do what you get, get you or you get to do what you want to do, you know, pass the baby off. And then they get to do what they want to do. Nope, that didn't happen. <laughs> it's, it's a blessing to say the least, man. Kids are definitely a blessing. And little girls, they love their daddy. So be prepared for that because I have a daughter she is attached to the hip, literally. Yeah, and you know that. I think that's why I gravitate, you know, so close to you know married to the games, and I know all these other people that I've met uh, through this through that podcast, and I, that's why it's so special to me is because you know it it helped me grow, you know, as a father and as a husband, and you know, and even as a gamer. Yeah, man, that's awesome. So we got to come up with a name for your podcast. What's the name? Don't <sighs> I have no, no idea right now. Let's not say it on the podcast. I don't want anybody to steal your name, but it has to do. It has to have something to do with bacon. 
Bacon. Uh, how did you even come up with the name, the Art of Bacon? Honestly, uh, I don't know. I just, um, uh, I was listening to Married to the Games one day, and uh, some old, somehow uh, Gabe took a, a crack at my uh, my handle, and I was like, "Yeah, it probably is." So I decided to take to make a change, and I was like, "You know what? I like bacon." I like <laughs> art, and I just thought, you know, bacon is art in itself, and that kind of works. So what was your Twitter handle? You gotta ask. What was your Twitter? It was awful. It was, it was just my initials and my old zip code. That was it. (laughs) I had no creativity when I was making that initially. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna make a change. Well, my Twitter handle is my name. (laughs) So that's not really creative at all. It's just literally my name. I tried that. It was taken. Oh man! So, you got any ideas for what you're gonna do for your podcast? Any co-host ideas? Anybody you plan on bringing on with you? Well, uh, I've definitely got to reach out first and and see. Um, but you know, I kind of want to get a good ground about what it's gonna be. Um, but probably gonna be something like a like a monthly podcast, maybe a bi-weekly. You know, just it's it's hard to to fit something in, you know, once a week and, and with my schedule right now, but, you know, just, I'm going to start out, um, you know, take it slow and, you know, do, I'm, I'm thinking the once a month thing will, will be good for, a, for a little while. And, um, and then we'll just go from there. Um, but definitely like a pop culture video game podcast is my, uh, as my goal here. That sounds good, man. That sounds good. I can't wait till you get it started. So we can have you back on to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I think you got quite a bit of planning to do, but you know, I, I, I got to figure out how to record this thing first. <laughs> okay. So let's put out, since you said that, let's put the call out to everybody who's listening to this podcast. If anybody wants to help Eric, Start getting ideas on how, on how to report record the podcast and names for the podcast. Tweet at him at the Art of Bacon. Is it? It's Art of Bacon, right? Yeah, it's a thing. It's capital T, capital A, and capital B, and the rest is all lowercase. So, so make sure you guys send up messages on how to to start a podcast and just message them like let them let them know that you're here to help them out because you know. Starting a podcast isn't necessarily easy. It's time-consuming for the most part. So any ideas or things you can help him with, he would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I think I've got uh, a lot to learn. But, you know, like YouTube is like an actual tool these days. So like you can learn anything on there. (laughs) Definitely. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Let's see. I think, in closing, I think that this world could just use a little bit more boys to men. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> Coach Mo and Dev would definitely agree with that one. Oh, man, I grew up on that stuff. I love boys to men. One of my favorite R- RB groups of all time, which is crazy to say because I hardly talk about it. 
I'll tell you a funny story. You know, when I was, uh, I think it was like 10 or 11, and I got my uh, hands on my first uh, cartridge of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And I had just recently gotten a Discman, and I got a copy of Boys to Men Evolution. Great album. And, like, I, I associate Zelda with that that album and you know it's it's strange just a little white kid listening to boys to and you know i just put that on repeat and just played that thing till till finally beat it It took me three months to beat that that game initially hey i can't be mad at that at all i love boys man motown philly end of the road down on bended knee you know, that was a little bit before, like when I finally got into him. But you know, when when Evolution came out, and you know, got my copy, and you know, I think I actually still have two copies of that, and I also have it on iTunes too. So. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, all right, man. Definitely, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. You having me on here. We gotta have you back on soon, especially when you start up your podcast with any. With your co-host, whoever that may be, eventually. Yeah, I'll definitely need to, to figure all that out, and you know, I've got a lot of planning to do, but hopefully, I'll have something within the next couple of weeks. Awesome! And as always, everybody, Devil Cock Spirits, we are out. Peace. Do you like Movie Pass? Do you know what Movie Pass is? My awesome uncle Keith and my cool cousin Noah talk about movies and Movie Pass on their podcasts. Listen to the Movie Pass pod on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Hey y'all, it's Baylor the Great letting y'all know about my show BTG for President, dropping every Thursday, a part of the Rare Signage Network. Go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher. Better yet, just type in BaylorTheGreat.com and experience the pure Baylorism from my opinions being better than your facts to my strategic plans on becoming the next president of the United States. You know, I'm giving y'all the no-nonsense from the Southern California perspective. You know, the same place where Ricky and Kane got shot. That's BTG for president, a.k.a. the professional Californian.